Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. And I just want to send out blessings to all those who are listening to my voice. I pray that the Lord is with you and that all things are working out for the good of those who love the Lord and that you're overcoming every obstacle, everything that may challenge you, that you stay strong and focused in him, being led of his spirit. And I give glory and honor to my father this day, for he is holy and he is righteous and he is worthy. Amen. So today I want to talk about character. And a lot of people uh, use that word. We say uh, that guy has no character or he is such a character. Uh, There's a character in this movie I like. And so I want to focus on character when it comes to the life of a child of the Most High. And I've been called a character myself. (laughs) I'm not a character in the movie. But um, when we say somebody is a character, usually it comes with a a meaning of that they're they're kind of a a cut up, uh, a clown. I like to joke a lot. I'm a joker. And um, (laughs) I just like to laugh. Makes me feel good. But, you know, when we start talking about character of a person, you have to really understand what this word means, especially when we're talking about the character of our Heavenly Father within us. And I was talking to one of my friends last night, and she was sharing how the Lord has been doing things in her and and, and changing her, her ways, the way that she is. Basically, her character is changed. And she has grown in the Lord. And she has overcome a lot of things, and I'm proud of her. And we were talking about how the Lord has uh, worked in us as individuals and where we're at now and what we desire in our walk with the Lord. So it got me thinking about character. So when you hear this word character, the definition of character is the mental and moral, mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to an individual. Your mental and moral designation that comes upon you, that you show forth. So I get to know your character, your your the way you think, and your your moral values, and when I see you acting a certain way, I'll say that's that's in character what they do. I can say, well, that's out of character what they do. They that's not usually the way they they act or react. And I was I was thinking about that a lot uh, the past few months when I was at work and a uh, coworker had been really just getting on my nerves for a long period of time. I'm talking about maybe a couple of years and they disrespected me in front of um, everybody at our, at, at my job. And I snapped and I became very angry and loud and 
after this encounter, people were asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you all right? Because in their eyes, that I was out of character. I, I That wasn't normally me, that anger that they saw. So they were concerned because it was out of my character to explode like that in front of them. And it was a blessing to see that they were concerned and that they felt that that wasn't me, so something was wrong, definitely wrong. And they saw what happened, and they were just trying to encourage me and make sure I was okay because they saw that when I reacted, that's not how I, I normally am. And so when we see a person and we get to know them, in time, you know more of their their moral character and values. You know how they think about things. When you become a close friend or, or even in your family, you know how they act, you know their character, so that even if somebody comes up to you and I know uh, this person very well, and, and they talk about somebody else that I know very well, I can say, yeah, that's them, that's their character. I can say, I'm having a hard time believing that, that that's out of character for them. So our character, compared to the mental and moral qualities of our Lord, our character is just disgusting. It's, it has no way to compare to the Lord's. And so our desire should be to have his character. Because the word character can also mean to inscribe when it's used as a verb. And so we want to have inscribed the character of, of the Lord within us. I'm not trying to improve on my character. My desire is that the character, the mental and moral qualities of our Lord, by his spirit, are evident in me. And I will walk and live by the quality of his character. Because the character of Sean can be explosive when, he, when he's angry. He can be doubtful. He can be fearful. So I need the quality and character of our Lord. If you're following along with me, turn to Second Chronicles chapter 7. And I'm going to start reading at verse 13. And what is happening here, Solomon and his people have just built the temple. And the Lord is telling them this is the place where he dwells and that they can come there and worship before him and, and uh, seek him out there. But we know now, since the coming of the Messiah, he has come and died for our sins. The Lord tells us he does not dwell in buildings built by the hands of men, but his, his dwelling place is within his people. So the Lord is telling Solomon that he will dwell in this place and they, they need to come to this temple and sacrifice and then he says, starting in verse 13, When I shut up heaven and, and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. So the Lord is telling Solomon, come to this place and worship. And when there's times of tragedy and pestilence, um, locusts eating up all their food, uh, there's no rain, and the people are suffering, he says, if my people, those who are his, who are called by my name, who are identified by him, that's what it says. It means by in, in my name, you identify with God's glory and who he is. Will humble themselves and pray. Very important. We have to have humility, which means we need to submit unto the hand of the Lord and speak to him and with him to have that, that dialogue with the Lord and bring the petitions and bring the praise and worship and to be with him. And he said, and seek my face. Let's stop there. Seek my face. When you study this scripture and you get down to what this means when it says, and seek my face, the Lord is literally saying, and desire my character. So his people who identify with him, who submit to him in prayer and desire his character and turn from the wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven. Not that he's deaf, but when he means I will hear from heaven, he will acknowledge what we are doing when we are uh, submitted to him as his people in prayer and desiring his character. I'm not desiring to perfect my character. I got to I gotta work on this. I got to work on that. No, I'm desiring to have his character inscribed in my spirit. So when he gives up his Holy Spirit, he is literally giving his character unto us, and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to inscribe himself upon our spirit. He will not force himself upon us. Even though I've been baptized in the spirit and I've been refreshed many times in that baptism, I have to allow that character of the Lord to be inscribed in me, in my heart. When we talk about heart, we mean within ourselves, within our character, within our mentality, our way of thinking has to be inscribed with the character of the Lord, and we have to allow it because he would not force himself upon us. We have to willingly submit, and he says, humble yourselves. We have to submit unto his plan, his will, and his character, and his spirit. The Holy Spirit is his very nature, his divine character, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and and dwells within our inner man. We have the character of the Lord made available to us. But if we do not submit to that character and to the move of the Spirit, then we're still operating in our own 
character and our own mental ways of doing things and, and, and our own so-called morals, not the thinking of the Lord. We don't have his mind. If we resist the Holy Spirit, we do not have his moral uh, distinct, uh, distinction. We have our own moral distinction. The moral majority, that, that word in itself is an oxymoron. Just because there's a majority agreeing to something doesn't mean it's morally right. So we have to desire his character. He he gives of his spirit, but we have to desire the character that the Holy Spirit imparts unto us. If we reject it, we reject that character. I have to say, are we even his people? Are we called by his name? And have we humbled ourselves? And we turn from our wicked ways and we do not seek his character? I ask myself that quite a lot. Am I submitted to the Lord? Am I doing his will? Am I operating in who he is? Because I know I'm surrounded by his character. We exist in him. He is not this faraway God that we pray to and we think about, oh, he's out there in the galaxies somewhere. No, we exist in him. We move and breathe and have our very being in him. All things consist in him. All things were made by him, for him, and through him. He's not this faraway God. He's a right there God at all times, ever present. We have to change our mental ways of seeing things. So we need his mental character to understand he is always here. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. He's always present. But we do we acknowledge his presence and do we accept his character and allow him to inscribe it within us as his humble people who turn from their wicked ways and now are seeking after his character? Or are we still caught up in ourselves and in our fleshly desire? I was out with um, three of my lady friends Friday evening, and we 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 kind of got into a little discussion about the things of the Lord. And uh, one of the ladies was talking about um, her ex-husband and she's a, they're all good friends of mine. And, and I know their stories and they know mine. And so she was talking about her ex and how he portrays himself and this, this holy man, but even I know some of the things he's done and are doing and it's not right. Does not line it with the character of our Lord and but he portrays himself with this holy man. And one of the things he is doing that everybody can see is that he has a live in girlfriend. They're not married. And we know that fornication was going on there and fornication is definitely a sin. And so we 
kind of got into that talk, and I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people who wave the Christian flag, and they live a life uh, contrary to the character of God and his kingdom, and but they want to say they're Christians, but really they're they're deceiving themselves, and, you know, they want to sin, and they go ahead and do it. And I said, you know, we all need to understand eternity is a long time to be damned. And that's what we're facing, eternal damnation, if we live contrary to the will of our Father in heaven. If we are not walking in the very footsteps of Yeshua Jesus, then we're on the wrong path. And I say that a lot to myself. Eternity is a long time to be damned. And I said, I said, if he's out there having sex with that woman, I said, well, I hope he at least enjoys it because he's literally going to have hell to pay for it. It will take him straight into damnation for all eternity. Because he's operating in his own fleshly character and not seeking truly the character of God if this is what's happening. And so we all just kind of sat there for a moment and thought you could just see everybody just thinking you know what am I doing am I doing right before the Lord am I walking in his character am I uh, living in a sinful nature in a sinful way you may stumble and fall and give into a moment of sin but you should not have a lifestyle an acceptable lifestyle of sin that is not God's character So we should be seeking with whole heart in a state of humility and prayer and repentance, desiring his character above all things. Because I'm a flawed man, my character is flawed at best. But his character, his qualities, his His thoughts are perfection, without flaw, completely holy. There is none like the Lord. I give glory and honor unto him, and I desire his character. And when we look at our Messiah, Yeshua, he was the very physical image of the Lord. For in him dwelled the very perfect character of his father. If you would, turn to Colossians chapter 2. And Paul's at Colossae and he's teaching the people. And and as he's speaking, he's trying to build the people up. In the Lord, and I'm going to start reading at verse 6, and it reads, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy 
and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. So Paul is encouraging the people of Colossae, the believers, to be uh, those who walk in the very nature of, of the Lord in Christ and his character, to be rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. But then he warns them, beware lest anyone cheats you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And really, I truly believe what Paul is saying. Don't get caught up in religion. And when I say that, I mean religion is something that men came up with. The Lord gave his word. He gave of his spirit. But men want to do things their own way. I'll worship the Lord in my way. And I'll come up with philosophy and I'll come up with traditions. And the Messiah dealt with that with the Pharisees. Their traditions, he said, made the word of God of, uh, of no use. Because of their own tradition You have to do things certain ways When it came to the Pharisees They came up with their own Teachings and laws And I always laugh Because my favorite one was When they would put on their sandals They would put the right one on But they would not tie it up They would not lace it up Then they would put on their left one But they would not lace it up Then they'd go back to the right one Lace it up Then go back to the left one And lace it up that was one of their laws. That's how you had to put your sandals on. That was law according to the Pharisees. So they followed after their own ways and they taught the people their ways along with the teachings of Moses, which they would call the Torah, which we call the first five books of the Bible. But they put their own teachings in there And that happens today When it comes to religion Oh if you attend this church First off there's only one church The ecclesia That's the citizens of the kingdom of God That's what church actually means Citizens of the kingdom So if you're in the church That means you're a citizen of the kingdom of the most high You don't go to church You are a citizen of the kingdom if you're a child of the Lord. You don't have to go to a kingdom if you live in it. I live here in the United States. I'm an American citizen. I don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to America. I live here. I'm a citizen. I'm not going to it. I am a citizen of this nation, and I'm here. You don't go to church. You're a citizen of the kingdom, and you live in his kingdom. But we go to these local religious establishments, and they have their own rules and laws and ways of doing things, along with 
teaching the scripture, and hopefully they're at least teaching the scripture. Some uh, don't even teach the word of the Lord. I know a place that one time they were just doing poetry from the pulpit. Or they come out with philosophy, as Paul was teaching. And so we have to be very careful about who we listen to. And that's why we have to know scripture for ourselves and allow the Lord's character to be inscribed in us and be led of his spirit. Seek out those who are teaching the way of the Lord and not ways of men and traditions of men and and empty deceit and philosophy. Do not be deceived. That's why you need to know the Lord's character for yourself. And Paul goes on to say about the Messiah, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When the Messiah walked upon the earth, the Yeshua within him had all the characteristics of the Lord, his word. For he was the living word wrapped in flesh. And he had the Holy Spirit within him, the character and divine nature of the Lord. And he was submitted to his father and he was obedient to his Lord. And he walked in the character of the Most High. Everything that the Father was, he imparted into the Son. And he is the head of the body and over all powers and principalities. And if we walk in him, we are in the very divine nature of the Most High. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. And none may come to the Father but by him. So we have to come to him to get to the Father, and we can enter in into that character and that holiness that is of the Lord, that we may enter into his presence, and he will acknowledge his character that he has inscribed upon us. He overlooks our sinful man, our flesh, our carnal nature, because now he, we've been inscribed with his very character, and it's his character within us that he acknowledges. And the blood of his son that covers us is not of us, is never of us. We cannot do anything to make ourselves holy and righteous. But we put on the very character of the Lord that he has imparted unto the world. And we receive of his spirit, we receive his very character and nature. And that's what he sees in us when we approach the throne. His character. And when we come to humble ourselves before him, the most high, the gracious and mighty king of all creation, he sees that character. And he says, my child, you look just like your dad. You are awesome, Lord. We desire your character above all things. We will seek you, and you shall be found, and you will inscribe your very character and nature upon us, that we may be distinguished as yours, your ecclesia, your church, your citizens. Thank you, Father. For you are so holy. And I bless the name of the Lord. Great and mighty Yahweh. 
eternal king, my father. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. As always, love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook or you can email me at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. Thanks for spending some time with me today. It's always a blessing to share the word and to talk of the things of my father. He is holy and he is righteous and he is faithful to us. And I thank him for all that he has done in my life and what he is doing in all of our lives. Take care. Be blessed. I love you.